Young Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Rudo, joined as always by AJ Hayfley. And there's been some news over the weekend. We'll probably get into some of that. Training camps have technically sort of kind of started, even though they weren't supposed to start until tomorrow, really. But doesn't even matter because we can't even really be there. So who knows? Top to bottom, it's a bit of an interesting week coming up ahead of us. We'll see how things go. First of all, AJ, how are you doing? Um, It's a weird feeling, man. Uh, all around the league. All around the league, you get to see all the writers who are like, oh, my God, it's amazing being back at the rink. It's just so wonderful. We don't really get to do that. I mean, obviously, I'm in, I'm in Canada still, so it's like, wouldn't have a little bit different for this first couple days anyway, but yeah, exactly. Uh, but it, you know, when I get back, it'll be like, well, nothing's changed. <laughs> no media. It's not even like one person and these five outlets can come. It's like nobody yep. is allowed to be there. Um, total blackout, man. No, no practices, no camps, no nothing. But I think the first time we're allowed to be there um, will be the last practice before the uh, season opener. That one's at Ball Arena, right? So, yeah. yeah. Um, and look, from a, a safety standpoint, I totally get it. Like, you don't want to be taking any of those risks, but from a hockey standpoint, it sucks. Yeah, I'm less, I'm less, I'm less like, I'm, I'm just sort of complaining in general, like this sucks. Yep, for sure. It's a shame that we can't be in there watching hockey, talking about hockey, uh, talking to hockey players. But yeah, absolutely, man, it sucks, dude. Like it's it's definitely a bummer. Uh, either way, that's kind of the way things are, which leads us to today's show of what we do and don't know about Avs training camp. And the answer is we don't know very much. Uh, we have a roster. We have a couple of player sightings here and there through Twitter feeds and the like, but yeah. it's it's not a ton. It's not much at all. Um, you know, we talked to Jared Bednar yesterday. Yep. That was nice. Um, talked to a couple of players already today. We talked to McKinnon, uh, Devon Taves, and Pavel Francouz. Yep. Guess what? They're all excited. Yeah, it's the the general feel I think we've gotten from everyone is obviously excitement for hockey to be back. But this is a team that last year it was more of a feeling of they needed to prove they're for real. Now it's a feeling of they know they're for real and they want to take it as far as they can. Yeah, we've we've talked a little bit about how their progression uh, into cup contenders has gone from unexpectedly making the postseason to getting really lucky and making it that second year uh, that the league around them totally fell apart the same time they did. Yeah. Um, and then the transition began into, okay, these expectations have to go up. We've made the postseason two years. We've been aggressive in the offseason. Um, going into look, you remember last off season, they were busy. Yep. 
not the one that just finished with the, you know, Nazem Kadri, Andre Burakovsky, um, just very like Val Nachushkin was added, like all Jonas Donskoy was added. Oh, that's like half their forwards. Yeah. Like they built they, a second line. They were, they were busy, man. There was a lot of work to be done. Uh, and they didn't have to go do that because they still had all those guys. Yeah. Uh, and then so when you when you go out there and you finish second in the Western Conference in the regular season, you kind of just set yourself up. You know, yep. uh, okay, now now they're a favorite. And then they were they were gonna be they they were gonna be a favorite no matter what division they were in. But the fact that they got put into a division with the other big favorite out west in Vegas, that's a tough break, but the rest of their division is fairly weak. Okay, Guac. With the last minute changes of, of not ending up with teams like Dallas. The moving moving forward, uh do people still do cakewalks? Uh man, the last time I did a cakewalk, I was like seven years old. Yeah. On like Halloween, I think. Yeah. It was like a carnival that my elementary school did every year. It is very much an elementary school thing. I did it in elementary school every year and have not even thought about one since. All right. Kale coming in with the info there because yeah, the, actually doing a cakewalk has been a long, long time for me. So I mean you know what? If the Avs want to cakewalk their way through this season, I'm for it, though. I could use a good cakewalk, AJ. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of... So far, this is... I mean, really, this offseason's kind of felt cakewalky, right? Everything got done. At, was it a cakewalk, or was there just, like... I, it felt like the Avs just didn't have any moves to make. Like... <coughs> Well, there were a couple of the, a couple moves that they didn't make that certainly uh, are going to be a talking point moving forward. Sure, you know, not getting Landis Cog on an extension is a big deal. Makar is fine. I'd, he's an RFA. It's not like he can. Yeah, go exactly. <laughs> like there's there's very that that guy was not going to sign. We've talked about that situation and how the there are four guys that are all in the same boat. Where it's like, look, <laughs> this is a market that's going to have to work itself out. That guy, that guy will not be in training camp next year. Like, just deal with let's, it. Let's 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 prepare everybody now for right now for Kale McCarr not being in training camp next year, just because the business side of things will be what they're going to be. Yep, I wouldn't even be something I'm worried about. So. Yeah, well, and and last year it was the Rantanen thing, which we were just like, "This is fine. It, it'll get you know." Until you start missing actual games, it's yeah. whatever. Took a little longer than people would have liked, but you know, yeah. he got it done in time. Yeah, missing the entire preseason was probably a little bit much, <laughs> but it didn't seem to bother him at all. Yeah, came in opening night and scored two or three points, I think. So yeah, I, mean, I think he's. I think he uh, he got a point like eight minutes in, and it was like. Eh. He's fine. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it certainly it was a bit of a weird offseason for the Avs. They did a couple of things very, very early, not immediately because no one did anything on the first day of free agency, but yeah. 
the next couple of days, they got their business done, and then they kind of sat on the sidelines for the rest of the offseason. Yeah, so. they spent their money. They're, they had uh, like 20-some-odd million in cap space going into it, and uh, they they spent it, man. They spent it on all their own guys. They had a bunch of guys that needed raises, and that's how it works. Yeah, that's I think pretty true. Maybe the one the one thing is that they got very few of those guys on longer contracts. You know, yeah. Even if you go back to Francois, who that's kind of cheating a little bit, but Francois, a two year deal. Graves, a three year deal. Taves is their longest at, at uh, with the four year deal. Yeah. Jost got uh, Joe signed his qualifying offer. Nachushkin, just the two-year deal. Burkowski, just a two-year deal. It's all very much setting up for them to... Have more work to do, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's both flexibility and taking a chance. It's the opposite of what the Pittsburgh Penguins are doing, essentially. It's the opposite of what a lot of teams have done, actually. <laughs> if you look at you look at how many of these teams lock themselves into... Okay, this is our group for the next five years. Yeah, I suppose. I I was just looking at uh, Pittsburgh the other night because they just signed uh, Marino to a, another defenseman to a six-year deal for them. And their defense is locked in. Uh, After the trade for Matheson, too? Yeah. They're stuck with Matheson for the next six years. They have Marcus Pedersen for the next five years. They now have Marino through 2027. Uh, they even have a couple of other guys for a next handful of years. Dumoulin for the next three years. It's There's just so little flexibility there. And yeah. in a world where the cap goes up every year and you can dump players, it seems more reasonable. But yeah. after what we saw this offseason, where you're, you have to basically beg good teams and give away guys if you're trying to get rid of cap, I actually quite like the Avs' more short-term position. Yeah, Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh's a team that they're going to have a their expansion draft is going to be weird too. Yep, because I mean, Latang, Matheson, Dumoulin, Pedersen's guys are all going to be eligible. What you going to do with that? I mean, all those guys are weird as well. Because like, are is Seattle really interested in any of those guys that much? Uh, I mean, I would say Latang probably no, Matheson probably no, but Pedersen and Dumoulin potentially. Yeah, I suppose Pedersen's only twenty four. Yeah, Dumoulin is really solid. I think he's he's a really good player, but at twenty nine, three years left, four point one mil, maybe I don't know. A, a topic for another day. Uh, I don't know if I keep it real. I try, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess whatever you think real is right. Yeah, I, maybe this podcast is more when keeping it real goes wrong. I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, circling back around to Avs training camp, it seems pretty straightforward. For the most part, everyone's there. It appears that everyone's healthy, uh, or certainly they haven't provided any updates on, on anyone that might not be healthy. So, neat, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we had questions. We weren't sure what what the status of EJ was going to be. We weren't sure if there were any major surgeries or not coming into this. So 
finding out that there was just a one minor surgery for Franco's great. Yep. Nothing too crazy over the off season. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Brooks. Definitely. Makar just signed him until the end of time. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Gerard's on a seven year deal, right? He's just starting a seven year deal. Let's get, that's if Kale can get on a, if Kale can get on a long-term deal as well, and then they can lock down Byram long-term, you really don't worry too much about the rest. So maybe the Evs contract situation will look like the Penguins in like two or three years. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they've won so, a couple. Except all those guys will still yeah. be in their 20s, and Pittsburgh will be in the bottom five again. Yeah, I I guess that's fair. I Contracts don't matter after you win a cup, right? This era of them winning three cups in the Crosby Malkin era, I think they're they're happy. Yeah, for sure. We can take our first period break on that note. Let you guys know about StravaCraft Coffee, the CBD infused coffee that has really changed lives. You can order over at StravaCraftCoffee.com and get twenty percent off your first purchase when you use code DNVR twenty. When you love the product, you can also sign up for their subscription service for two, three, four, six, or eight weeks and get twenty percent off every single time you buy. The CBD is non psychoactive and it's been known to help with many different aches and pains, including migraines. IBS, joint pain, and many other things as well. So give it a try today. And of course, we have our favorite DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there on the market. With odds boosts every single day, you can get a bunch of amazing deals and make yourself a ton of money out there, whether it be betting on pretty much anything you want or you know, betting on simple things like the NFL playoffs coming up or every Nuggets game, because apparently all you have to do is bet on Nikola Jokic to get rebounds and you'll just make infinite dollars. Either way, you can do both at DraftKings Sportsbook. So all new players, when you sign up for a new account with code DNVR, will receive a deposit bonus of up to $1,000. So be sure to jump on that while that promotion is still going because that can be up to a free $1,000 just to, to gamble however you prefer. So check it out this week. Every day this week, they'll have different odds boosts ranging across the board. If you want to bet on ping pong, they might even have odds boosts on that. Download the Top Rate DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that DNVR code to get up to a $1,000 sign-up bonus. Again, code DNVR for that for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and first bet match. Requires 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings dot com slash sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 all right second period of the dnvr avalanche podcast talking a little bit of abs talking a little bit of training camp talking a little bit around the league it's, it's the monday news wrap-up show here one interesting thing about the abs training camp roster they did put bowen byram on it now at the WJCs right now, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. We do know he has to go through a seven-day quarantine when he does leave and get back to Colorado. So even though he's on the roster, he's essentially going to miss the entire thing. Is the expectation they still drop him in for maybe that last practice um, on the 12th or or morning skate on the 13th, and he makes opening night? Or do you think it's going to be more of a a workup process towards getting him in the lineup? Um, I mean, I think he doesn't really, because he's going to be coming off of the WJCs. He's warmed up, uh, sure. 
Yeah, but then you're sitting around for a week. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to need a practice or two. I wouldn't play him opening night. I would probably play him in game two. So a practice or two, literally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, let him morning skate on opening night. Let him practice the next day. And then that second game, what is it? Um, the 15th at home against St. Louis still? Because they, they open with St. Louis, St. Louis, I believe. Yeah. Um, get him into that game. Let her rip. Yeah, and if they don't, they have three days off for some inexplicable reason. One of their three-day breaks comes immediately. Right so, at the start, yep. Um, you know, they have that weekend off, and then they play three, three and four games in Southern California. Bowen Byram should make his debut. At very Either least, rotate again, yeah. At at the at the latest, in my opinion, Byram's first game should be the first game on that road trip in Los Angeles in the second week of the season. And look, you and I were pretty confident that Bone Byron was going to get games this year, but at this point, after <laughs> after speaking to Jared Bednar, it seems a certainty. Yeah, it, he. There wasn't anything coy about it. Like it was, we just have to play it and see how it goes. Yep. So that was it. Like that was it, man. Like there was no like, well, we'll see how it goes. You know, we aren't sure if we want to do this or we have a really good defense. You know, we, we like a lot of our guy. It was like, we have to get him into games. Yeah. Pretty blunt. So expect to see Bowen Byram sometime near the start of the season. Of course, They'll have decisions to make with the six game limit and everything like that. But yeah, and like that's one thing, you know, where they will go from the the that I don't think is a big deal. Um they'll they'll know within a couple of games whether or not they want to keep him. For sure. Right now, uh the AHL is a realistic possibility. I st- I still don't know that I would mess with it. I think probably just keeping him on the taxi squad uh, would probably be just the best thing for him. Honestly, I just don't know what he's going to get out of playing anywhere except in the NHL. Yeah. He's ready to rock, man. Like, maybe there's a world where a handful of AHL games help him, but I definitely don't think he should be down there long term. And... That's just a dude that if you have him on uh, taxi squad feels a bit gross, right? Like he should be playing games in the NHL if he's ready. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of it, man. Like if you, if you think he's good enough to be on the taxi squad, then he needs to be a realistic possibility to get in the lineup. Yep. And the AHL is going to be so inconsistent this year. We don't know what that's going to look like. Uh, even if he goes down there and tears it up, he can't go from the AHL to the NHL. He has to go from the AHL to the taxi squad to the NHL. So even if he goes down and, and plays well, he comes back up. He ends up sitting for a week. Yeah, I just to me, I just this AHL season is not going to be particularly useful in terms of development. Um, the taxi squad is the perfect middle of the road option. Um, I just. It, Unless he shows up and in his NHL stint just looks completely unprepared, I yeah, 
there's no reason not to keep him on the taxi squad and rotate him in when you can. Uh, yeah, you already mentioned the three games in four days. The se- the schedule is going to be ridiculously grueling. People are going to get hurt this year. It's just inevitable. So yeah, and you know, with a guy like Ian Cole, Eric Johnson, when they have those stretches, you know, because they are going to starting with that LA game, they play two back to backs. Um, between the 19th and the 31st, they play two back-to-backs and they only have one day off maximum in between games. Yep. So, you it, know. It's a bit hectic, to say the least. Uh, that, with Eric Johnson and Ian Cole, you can easily just be like, you know what? Let's rest them for one of these games. Yeah. We don't need to throw all this wear and tear on these guys immediately. Especially... We've got a deeper defense. We can, we can afford... Yeah, you know, if the Avs get themselves in penalty trouble on a couple of those nights, especially, and, and EJ ends up playing 22, 23 minutes or something, then all of a sudden, you know, you just need legs. Yeah. So, it, it the flexibility of the taxi squad, I think a lot of people are undervaluing right now. Um, yeah. It's going to, teams are going to take advantage of it when they are in these these long stretches of games across the course of the season. And when you're talking about guys like Byram and Timmons and I believe Gilbert as well, even um, you're talking about guys that don't need to pass through waivers. Yep. And so it's just like, okay, well you can freely move them back and forth without ever thinking about it. Yep. That's on the defensive side. On the offensive side, you're probably looking at Cout and O'Connor. Maybe one of them's on the roster, but whatever. Yeah. Um, with them, with where they are at the cap, which isn't like right up against it, but close enough to keep an eye on it. Yep. Maybe you put a guy on the roster and then you have, you know, you have the rest of these guys on the taxi squad and then you just kind of move them around depending on what you need. Because you can promote from the taxi squad day of the game. As long as you do it before 5 p.m., you're good. 5 p.m. Eastern, so 3 p.m. for the ads. It's uh, a question from Zach O'Donnell in the chat. It appears to be Mike Hedden's birthday, but uh, I don't think there's any chance the Evs trade for a career AHL guy to be on the taxi squad. Um, yeah, why would they do that? There's just the one side of it is, yes, the Evs absolutely want to use their taxi squad heavily. Uh, the other side of it is if you're trading assets for taxi squad guys, you're doing it wrong. I'm 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 just gonna assume that they're friends, and that Zach is doing Mike a solid here. So <laughs> happy Happy birthday to him! And uh, I I do think it's know. an interesting conversation though on how to build the taxi squad. We did a show on it a while ago. Yeah. But uh, the reality is, especially for a team like the Avs that has so much young talent, it doesn't make a ton of sense to go out and actively chase players for their um, taxi squad. Apparently Mike is in here as well. So hi, Mike. Sorry. The Avs can't sign you or trade for you. (laughs) Yeah. You should have tried being better. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, how many taxi squad spots do you think are legitimately up for, for battle in this training camp? Six. All six? Uh, five. The goaltender one shouldn't be. 
beyond beyond that um i mean you know so you don't have any other any for sure taxi squad locks yet i know because i don't know what i don't know what they want to do with the extra roster spots but yeah. I, th- I would have to I, I I would have to think that Gilbert and Timmons and Byram, those three guys are comprising at least one spot on the roster and at least one taxi squad spot. Okay. And then at forward, Kout, maybe Bowers. Maybe some of these AHL guys like yeah. Sir Wood. See a Salamaki sneak sneak on there or something, yeah. Yeah. Um because you're talking we're talking locks here. Like these are the guys that absolutely should be involved. And O'Connor. I think I think that either on the roster or on the taxi squad at forward, I think the no doubt about it, it has to be O'Connor and Cal. Yeah, I agree. They're they should be call-ups one and two, whether that's the 13th forward or the taxi squad guy, whatever. Um, the The forward conversation is a little bit easier there. It, we'll see if it shakes out that way. We do know the Avs love to give opportunity to vets that have good camps. So, yeah. so and, I mean, that's, that's where you know one of Vecchioni, Sherwood, and Salamaki. Yep. One of those guys is playing for the Avs this year. If not all three, like it's just gonna happen. And the the real question is, is do they lean towards those guys? What does that mean for the TJ Tynan, Sheldon Dries of the world? Where it's like, okay, we saw you, we're good. Do those guys still get opportunities or not? Yeah. Uh, My Mitchell- answer would be not. Yeah, but I think they probably feel differently. We'll see. We'll see. Mitchell S. Does Byram have any shot at working his way up to the top pair? 6 p.m. tonight, Mountain Time. We are releasing a rookie season preview video premiering on YouTube on this very channel if you're watching this on YouTube. So tune in to that if you want a more in-depth view of all of our rookies heading into this season. Highly recommend it. We're doing a whole preview series. We have a couple out already on the goaltenders in the depth defense if you haven't checked them out yet. Go give them a look, give them a like, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Helps us out a ton. We would appreciate it very, very much. We can go ahead and take our second period break here to let you guys know about my favorite Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Dozens of flavors. If you want to go on down to the farmhouse, if you're local in Littleton, you can get every single flavor they have, including that Mile High City Copper Lager you saw up on screen there for a second. Plenty of other ones as well. The mango mosaic, the uh, the agave wheat, the, the juice drop that's relatively new. Tons of delicious beer. There you go. Avalanche amber. Simple, but one of my personal favorites. You know, you can't go wrong with a simple amber beer if you ask me. So jump on those opportunities. Supporting our partners is supporting us. So 
We love Breck Brew over here. We love all of our sponsors as well, though. So, yeah. Also, go on over and support WGT Golf, our gaming sponsor, loved by more than 20 million players around the world. You can play on your computer or mobily on your phone. Super easy to pick up and put down anytime you get a chance. Head to dnvrgolf.com to download and then search for DNVR4 to join our fourth country club. We have... It's over 800 members now. I'm not sure the exact number because I run DNVR3. Someone else runs DNVR4. But we're approaching 1,000 members on DNVR Golf, which I think would be a pretty cool milestone to hit. We're, we're starting to run out of people to run the clubhouse. Yeah. like we, we have to like find someone new to pull from DNVR to like, hey, go start up this clubhouse. You have to leave DNVR1. Sorry. <laughs> um. I don't have a beer this morning, Zach. I can't. I can't drink a nooner beer every single day. Some days you gotta, you gotta cut back a little bit. You know, can't be a full drunkard all the time. Only some of the time. This just sounds like, you know, don't let your dreams be dreams, Rudo. Yeah, I should just become an alcoholic. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you don't <laughs> have to go that far, but you know, my man, if you want to drink a beer at noon, you're welcome to. The real... Also, the idea that at 1.30 in the afternoon, you're like, I can't drink one this morning. I mean, here's the real ad for Breck Brew is that I drank all my Breck Brew over the weekend, so I don't have any Breck Brew left to drink on the show today. <laughs> um, so, yeah, look, there's the link to our premiere coming at 6 p.m. Mountain Time tonight. We'll be there in the live chat as well, chatting y'all up if you have any questions or you just want to talk about it. So, be there or square i guess i I feel like squares are popular in hockey though right like if you have a player that's built squarely he just will skate around the ice and hit people i don't know third period of the dnvr avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings sportsbook with rudo and aj aj you always seem to hit the nail on the head when you say deadlines spur action um, as over the weekend, <laughs> true. That's true. Yeah, the those guys, those, game. Uh, well, I guess Hank is Hank is like a decade younger than us. Yeah, he he can handle that. Yeah, I don't. RK and Andre, especially Andre. I don't know how Andre does it while being a dad. Dude, do you see how mad he gets anytime he has to do a shot on that show? He hates it. <laughs> he knows he's gonna feel it later. So. Dude, yeah, we, a DNVR mukbang, I'm down. <laughs> uh, in any case, as you always say, deadline spur action, AJ, and we've seen quite a bit of movement in the league over the weekend, essentially, as, as teams get ramped up for their training camps. Uh, the two major moves, we already talked about John Marino getting signed forever by Pittsburgh, but Dylan Strom also signing a two-year deal, and a whole bunch of stuff swirling around Pierre-Luc Dubois where there was talk about him potentially wanting a trade and then he signs a two-year deal for $5 million per with Columbus, but then maybe he still wants a trade out. It, just a weird situation over there in Columbus. I'm not sure um, what, what Columbus can do differently there. Like I understood when Bobrovsky and Panarin didn't want to stay. They were fine with that, right? They knew that was coming. Um, yeah. 
and like you understood like these are these are guys that have specific places that they want to live Bobrovsky um lives in Miami in the in the offseason they offered him a comical amount of money that was an easy <laughs> predictable finish and then Panarin going to the Rangers he he wanted to be in New York that entire time which is why both New York teams were among his finalists yep um I, yeah, like I, with PLD, like drafted and developed there, has had success there, has been given lots of opportunity, is loved by that organization. I, I don't know what they can do differently. You know, I'm starting to wonder if, if Columbus is like the nuggets of the NHL where it just doesn't seem to matter. People just can't stick. Yeah. yeah. They just cannot, they cannot get talent to to stay there you know obviously the nuggets right now Jokic and murray have signed long-term contracts so that's that's a nice like new age nuggets it's a little but even then it's the rookie scale extension so it's really not like they were i mean they were going to be rfas anyway so it kind of makes no sense for them to sign with another team for their first max so it doesn't make any financial sense whatsoever so we'll really see what's going to happen after these contracts are up and whether that mode of operandi for Denver has changed it all. Right. And in the meantime, even then it's been like Jeremy Grant was like, I'd rather go and try and be a 20 and 10 guy on Detroit. You know, like yeah. point the, the point the point of this is that Denver is not an attractive place for NBA players. But by just, and large. just another check mark on Columbus being Denver East is what we're saying. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um so Columbus having this problem with the top center, I mean, it's tough. It's a really tough situation because you're guaranteed, almost guaranteed to lose any deal that you make for that guy. Because ideally, if you're if you're Kikalainen, you're on Kikalainen right now. Yeah. What's the what? What do you? People are calling you and saying, "Okay, PLD wants out. What's up?" You're saying. You, you better know, offer me the moon, or I'm hanging up this phone, or what? You're saying I want a young, quality NHL player. I want a top prospect, and I want multiple picks, at least one of which is a first rounder. Yeah, like that's your starting point for a 23 year old number one center. That, you know, I think is going to develop into a pretty good two way player. Right now, it's still a work in progress, but he drives a ton of offense. You. Do you Outside want of, Scott for Matt Duchesne for that guy? That's what you want. Yeah. I mean, everybody would love that. Obviously, right? that's the super ridiculous high end. But yeah. But that's like, but even even if you just sort of combine the elements, like just what, 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 what Ottawa gave up alone. Yep. You know, they gave up, they gave up a first, they gave up a third, they gave up a top prospect in Bowers, which is like a third, which is like another first round pick because it had just happened. Um, you know, and then, and then, uh, Hammond, uh, I guess it's like a, your third goaltender, it's your insurance policy. So the only thing the abs didn't really get out of that was an NHL, like a real NHL player. Yeah. They got a third goaltender, which, you know, they got an insurance policy, which which they had to It's it's a hard comparison too, because the reason they didn't get an NHL player out of that deal is because they knew they were getting Sam Gerrard from Nashville. So, well, right. It's 
Well, and then if you look at the Nashville side of it, maybe the Nashville side of it is better because you get a young NHL player in Sam Gerrard, you get a top prospect in Kamenev, and then you got a second-round pick. If you just change it to a first, you're home. Yep. That's exactly what you're after. That's what you want from PLD. Um, and then, you know, of course, our job, any anytime it ever happens that somebody wants out and we have to answer. Should the abs do this? Yeah. Well, are the abs even, <laughs> even even when the abs are jacked in the NHL and with prospects? Yo. It's like should Cody McLeod could come announce he's coming out of retirement tomorrow, and we'd have to be on the pod being like, should the abs reacquire Cody McLeod? Oh, uh, see, I think there would only be like the where's our Ryan Reeves guy. Yeah, in the in the in the true, chat that, true. that always is like, we need Ryan Reeves. That guy would be all about it, but I, I don't I, think it would otherwise be possible. The answer for most people, I think, would unequivocally be no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in PLD's case, very different story, right? This is a guy who can play one C. They don't come along very often. Now, the Avs in particular are are in an interesting spot for that. Obviously, you have McKinnon as your 1C forever and ever, and PLD is not going to change that. Mm-hmm. But is it worth chasing a PLD to play 2C when you have Nazem Kadri right now and an Alex Newhook coming? Yeah, I think you would have to move Kadri. Yeah. Um, you'd probably have to move both Kadri and Newhook. Yeah. And I think that's a bad feel. It, you're, it starts to get real steep real quick, especially when you consider PLD's contract is only two years at $5 million, and then he's going to get paid even more. So, yeah, you're giving up. And, and look, there's there's some upside to that, too. We At the end of the day, you still have no idea what Alex Newhook is in the NHL. And if that guy flops, moving him for PLD would feel real good. But yeah. if Alex Newhook goes on to be a 70-point NHLer, not going to feel so good. Yeah. Um, the thing with PLD is that there's no questions, right? Yep. Like, he's – I guess he's just 22. He'll turn 23 this summer. Um, he's legit, man. And that way you're not – and it's not – you're not having any questions of like, well, now we wait two years to see, you know – Okay, New Hook gets to the NHL, but it's not like New Hook is his best version yeah. right away. It might be five years until that happens. Who knows where things go with the Avs between now and then, right? For sure. You know, maybe disaster strikes and Nathan McKinnon leaves in free agency, Landis Cog leaves in free agency, all these guys bounce. Alex Newhook is on the top line in five years. Like, we have no idea what five years from now looks like. Great example being, go back five years, try and tell me how much of this would have made sense five years ago. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you, you look at it and it's like, that that is the, that's the appeal, is that you don't have any questions about Dubois as, as a legit, really, really damn good NHL player. So, here's a question. What, outside of youth, because that one's obvious, what does Dubois bring you to a second line that Kadri does not? Uh, I 
I don't know that there's much of anything. Kadri, at least underlying numbers-wise, would tell us that Kadri is still the better defender. Um, of course, they're going in opposite directions. Yeah. So that might be that might be true today, but over the next three years, you don't expect it will continue to be true. Yep. And that's that's kind of where I'm at, though, is if Kadri brings you the same thing in the immediate for cheaper, and then you have Newhook coming to replace him, it starts to make <clears throat> for cheaper, on ELC level cheaper. Right. Uh, it starts to make less and less sense for the Avs to go out and get Dubois. Yeah, because then you start to say, okay, you've got two years of Kadri at his current number of sub five million. Um, he's probably the two C for both of those years. Yep. New Hook is probably on the first year of his ELC next fall, and we'll have to. He will fit somewhere in the lineup. He will have to work his way in, into the lineup somewhere. Yeah. Um, and then. Kadri, you know, his contract expires, whatever. It will still be cheaper than PLD. And then you have two years of new hook left on that ELC. So theoretically, if he ascends to take the 2C job, theoretically, you have the next four years of your second line center covered for under $5 million. Yep. It's... Financially, it makes all the sense in the world to just stick with Kadri and Newhook. Certainly. Uh, and I just don't think the the skill level difference slash the risk the Avs are taking on by hoping Newhook is a quality NHLer is that high that it's worth giving yeah. that up. Yep. I I'm I agree. I mean, I just don't think that there's a reason you and I haven't like jumped into this conversation. It's yep. not, you know, it's not something that we really are too concerned about. We don't have a whole lot of it's, it's fine. Yeah. I, I, that's just kind of the reality of the foreseeable future with the Evs at the center position. McKinnon's not going anywhere. New hook isn't going anywhere. Uh, they have Confer signed for, three more years and they have Shane Bowers chomping at the bit to get into NHL action who can play center. It's they're just have center depth in a lot of different ways. So anytime a center comes on the market, it's going to be hard for the abs to find a way to fit them in. Yeah. It's not really, you know, where Colorado is right now is where a lot of teams would love to be. Yep. One C, you don't have to worry about it, and you've got two C option, two C options for the next four years. Yep, you're right. you're chilling down the middle for the most part. It's yeah. the Avs, and don't get me wrong, the Avs are deep at wing as well at this point now, but they have particularly deep center depth at the NHL level. So, it should be a fun upcoming couple of years in that regard as as we break down all of their rosters in depth i i'm excited for it to say the least aj as we're wrapping up today's show we can move into uh some final thoughts here we probably won't get to see any of camp really but are there any expectations for you any anything you expect to stand out from what we do get to see yeah, man. I mean, the there've got to be some. There's got to be some separation from some of these guys trying to win jobs. Yep. 
It's just it has to happen. Oh, we have some breaking news in the chat. Oh yeah, they announced the start times of games. Opening night we already knew, but um, the only one that I thought uh, I I look I looked through it already. The only one I found interesting is the alleged outdoor game is at one p.m. Go schedule the next six months of my life now. Yeah, and uh, the other the other big thing is that we have a ton of eight p.m. starts, which is the least shocking thing I've ever heard. Putting us in a division with three California teams. Yep, uh, and then when they're in San Jose specifically, it's a bunch of eight thirty starts. Sounds about right. So that sucks. Get ready to live the late night life, Abs fans. Yeah. Keep in mind that after every game, we'll be doing a pod. Yep, I feel so. I feel <laughs> bad for our East Coast people. Let's see here: eight thirty start, eleven o'clock. Hours. We'll be going live most yeah. nights. Yeah. Yep. If it goes into overtime shootout, who knows? <laughs> Lots of penalties. Somebody yep. breaks the glass. Oh, Any of those things happen. Yeah. <laughs> Any of those things happen, and we're. It's easily twelve fifteen start time for us. Yep. So hopefully y'all will join us late night along for the ride. Of course, if you can't stay up, you can always catch it the following day on YouTube, as I've already mentioned. I guess that's about it. We're going to get out of here for the day. Again, 6 p.m. premiering our talk about the rookies. If you want to hear us talk about that, please show up, hang out in the chat. Something kind of a big project we're working on. People like Kale and Allie and our production team put a ton of work into those. So highly recommend you check those out. Even the two that we already have up. And we're doing one just about every single day, I think, leading up to the start of the season. We're posting one of those videos at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. So highly recommend you check it out. We are going to get out of here with our Colorado Raptors beat as Colorado is now the place to be for everything rugby with the Infinity Park, excuse me, at Glendale is now the home to both the men's and women's USA Eagles 15 teams. That means the best rugby in the United States is happening right here in Colorado. Of course, Colton has you covered with all sorts of rugby podcasts doing interviews. If you're new to the game, he has 101 pods to break down everything for you. So go follow the podcast, follow DNVR Rugby on Twitter, help us out. Give that a follow. Support our other communities. We're just one big happy family here over at DNVR. Hope all of y'all have an amazing rest of your Monday. And I will see you guys with Evan tomorrow as AJ is flying back to Colorado. But Evan and I talk to you guys tomorrow.